0: Thank you
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome out to Monday night. I thank you very much for taking some time out of your night to join us. And, and you know, I don't know if things are, are like here like they are there, but I about blew away this afternoon. <laughs> like like come, driving, it was like insane. All the Christmas decorations are like this, you know, like the big inflatables are like go, about you know, blow away. And I know like most of the northeast corner seems to be about like that. John's like ah, that's like July weather for us. But the rest of us are cold and, <laughs> and miserable, <laughs> ready to blow away. Pretty much, pretty much. I'll try not to be miserable tonight, though. I'll t- I promise. Try not. Do I have to promise that?
0: No, because no. then
1: we'd wonder what was wrong yeah. with you. Ah, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. But no, we uh we've got some fun tonight. And in case you're like, wait a minute, I like I got some notification. I'm clicking on. Did like did clocks change again? Yes. Like, Yes, exactly. Exactly. This it's is really nine o'clock.
2: We fell Somewhere. forward. No, we crawled backwards. No, we got slapped, and we ended up here. The wind pushed us. <laughs> the wind pushed
0: it us went. back. That's <laughs> right. All I know is that I had to put a big giant thing on, on my on my whiteboard in the studio. Eight o'clock show. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> <I
1: didn't get. laughs> um. Oh my goodness! No, so th- this should be good, John. I. You know, you, you said you're going to talk about this and MJ's going to wrap us up in 5 minutes. This might be our our shortest show ever. Could be, could be. Could you know, be we'll we figure may, a way to We make it may longer, have I to we may have to stretch they, they the beginning. Let, all
0: right, see, I suggested, uh, John, tell them what we're talking about and then I'll see I'll tell them what I suggested. So
2: I w- wanted to talk tonight a little bit about some things you need to know when it comes to switching your DJ software. A lot of us have started with one and we get to that point where we've heard people talking about a different one. Well, there's some little nuances and, you know, should you, shouldn't you, what's there to know, what could be some of the pitfalls or advantages. So that was kind of the idea for tonight's show, to be able to dig into that just a little bit. Then I realized, for most of you, once you hit Megaseg, there's really nothing any better. So you're just going to stay there. I should have known better. This, I, I'm, Now you guys can give that answer and then we'll pretty much be wrapping up the show. I'll get the ending credits ready to go, guys. Go ahead.
0: I simply said to answer this thing about software, uh, there were three simple steps. Buy the software, install the software, use the software. But these guys want to go into more detail, so I'm <laughs> along for the ride. Yeah, we, we're going to maybe add a fourth step.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or a <our> fifth.
2: <laughs> uh, so let, let's just kind of start out uh, talking about where did did. Did, MJ, did you start with virtual or did you use other software can back and forth before you really settled on virtual?
0: Well, back when I was a kid, they didn't have software. Well, yeah, it they was had all medium, and mushy. You know, yeah. we didn't get. No. But um, I can do a whole episode on that if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> mushy software, we called it. Um, uh, mushy software. Yeah. Um, no, my first. Uh, uh, exposure to software was around 2000-ish. It was uh, PCDJ Red. My friend John had it. He said, oh, you got to come up to the studio and try this out. And I have been tried it out for like a half an hour. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. I'll never use that. <laughs> I, well, it was back then. You understand it was very new, so it was a yeah. little bit of a um, a latency from when you pressed it, and I really didn't like that. That's pretty much all it was. Um, and I held off until uh, 2010, so I was a very late adopter to this, and when I did, I tried them all. I knew I wanted something that was versatile because I said, Well, maybe I might do karaoke. Well, maybe I might do video. I want that option. Maybe I might do this. So I started trying everything. Everybody who watches the show knows that I love virtual. Um I at first did not like virtual six. Hated it. I said, This is dumb, this is broke. Um tried Serato, tried Tractor. I, I really tried to like Tractor a lot. Um you didn't try
1: mega though.
0: No, never heard. I honestly have never heard of that until John. I met John. <laughs> I didn't know such a thing exists, and I still wonder why it does. Um,
2: the sheltered life but, you lived.
0: But I, I did not like several of them. I mean, I was like, yeah, everybody uses Serato, but it, back then it didn't do video right. I don't even know if it did video in 2010. I'm not sure.
1: You had to use like Mix Emergency. Yeah, there's something like that. Side okay, thing all right. Still,
0: you, with, you still have to use Mix Emergency. Well, you kind of can use their video thing, but it doesn't do much. Um, but it wasn't until I went to the expo and they gave away a free copy of Virtual 7 and, you know, a test copy. And that's what hooked me. So that's how I got hooked. I'm like, this does everything I wanted it to. It's solid, it's reliable. This, this is it. And mm-hmm. that's what I, I jumped on there.
2: Dan, how about yourself?
1: So my first attempt to go software was using virtual vinyl which I don't know if either of you have heard of that one. That one was kind of, um, it, it, it falls under the virtual DJ flagship like company. Um, and I think it was like their attempt to do what Serato was doing because it came with like the, it came with a little box and, you, and it would read, uh, read time code for you and, and it would respond to the software. I couldn't get it to work to save my life. I, I tried pretty much anything I could. I was on support forums. I did... Um, I, I reached out to the company that I bought it from, tried to get their help. Nothing. Nothing finally worked. And, and finally, the, the company that I bought it from did let me return it, which was like a big no-no because you bought the software mm-hmm. and you can't return software, whatever. I was like, I don't, then help me get it to work. I'll keep it if you can make it work. And so finally, they gave in and gave me store credit. So I used that. Went from there to Serato. Um, I was Serato probably for uh, quite a while. Quite a while, I I stuck to strictly Serato, and then I wanted something for weddings that would give me a little bit more versatility. That would give me the ability to have a remote and be on the floor. Um, So uh, Virtual at the time had had like the remote software through their phone. They still do, but it was like they were like one of the only ones who did it. Um, short of having to like MIDI map some weird thing in my phone. I didn't want to do that. So I had that was then, then I switched to virtual. And so I would do when I would do club and school events and well, sorry, MJ bars and school events. Um, I would do Serato. And when I was doing weddings, I was doing virtual. So I went back and forth for the longest time and probably wasn't until probably the last two, three years. I finally really just stayed with virtual. It was too much to try and keep up both um organizations the way i wanted it like the file organization i didn't try any others i didn't care too. oh actually I take it back i use the dj app um from algorithm for oh. when i'm doing from when i'm doing ceremonies but that's it
2: yeah i've never actually performed a whole show and actually utilizing anything with dj as far as the mixing and such but I have done whole shows where I have loaded it up with and, and set it on the playlist when it was possible in whatever version that was. Ten, eight ten years ago. One of the earlier versions I went through and I set up a, a 120 songs in an iTunes playlist. And at that time, it would actually play the songs from an iTunes playlist. And so that was, I used that. Obviously I, I use Megaseg because of a Mac person that was one of the first Mac softwares that were out there outside of iTunes uh, for performing so that was uh, that was uh, what I used and then after we started talking about virtual DJ and MJ showed me some things of that that's where I've gone to it. and I haven't uh, haven't touched the others um, <laughs> I've used Spotify's playing capability more than I have played any anything short of uh, virtual but going back to you know the, the early, you mentioned the early stuff there and still to go back to DJ power. When we first saw that in Las Vegas in the late, uh, late nineties. And then you know, this lunchbox type system, computer system. And we looked at that and it didn't seem, you know, computers at that time, I just didn't feel confident that they were going to be able to do anything consistently without, without glitches and issues. And then the cost of these systems when they're wanting, you know, $15,000 for a computer with the software built into it and, just didn't seem realistic uh, to be an option at the time while many djs jumped on it i just wasn't going to so it took a little time but here we are i can actually you know do a mix and in virtual you know i put the song over here and the song over here and click auto mix it's beautiful, beautiful
1: beautiful he's messing with you because if you put one here and you put one here and you hit the auto mix it doesn't go back and forth in virtual so don't try and uh, lie the button, to button
0: I midi-mapped for him does. Oh. Let's see. Press the button, load the song, play. Press the button, fade out, load the song to a specific cue point, play. Press the button, load the song to a specific cue point, play.
1: See all that? Yeah, but you would, to keep pressing the button.
0: Just once, and it did everything. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I Each think he song. Yeah, he was yeah, going yeah.
2: through the whole sequence of what happened when you press the button.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It did it all for just one button. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to mix now. One button. Fade the song out. Start this song on this cue point. Da, 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 da. Press the button. Da,
1: da, 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 yeah, da, that's da, multiple da, pressing da, da, buttons. That's not auto-mixing.
2: No, that's called... That's mega- auto-loading. That's the yeah, mega seg button? It's mixing yeah, because
0: it's doing the, the beat match if it can. Okay.
1: That's so cheap. it's
0: putting it... At, say, it's moving the BPM and, and giving it start at this point. So when it starts at this point, this one echoes out equally. Is this one good?
2: pretty scientific and i will do
0: that for your computer if you like it for seven hundred dollars per button
2: Is <laughs> said does that include those buttons that don't work very well on them?
0: they work they just take a little bit of extra extra love. yeah i gotta give them a little extra love. <laughs> a little, hey how you doing you waking up so let's
2: let's talk a little bit about um because i you there's uh, many articles and many videos done about this and such. And one of the articles we uh, we were looking at here today talked a little bit about getting your music ready to go into software. And and that wasn't early on when we first started this. That wasn't even a concern to a point. Maybe trying to organize it a little bit was, but there's there's more with our to prep our music today. And MJ, can you just talk a little bit about when people are talking about getting their music prepped for performance? What kind of things are they referring to?
0: Put the song in the computer, press play. You're done.
2: Okay, well, that was no, quick. Please. That was we, quick. We, <laughs> <laughs> We're still on a quick show.
0: <laughs> um, here's the... Th- I mean, I don't know how much detail you want me to, to go. Are you talking per software? The general person,
1: general? general population, not the MJ tagging. No,
0: no, no, infinity. no, because you got to understand with Rekordbox, you can't put video and audio in the same folder. So that's one software that something is has to be done differently than the other two. So that's why I asked, do you want specifics of each one?
2: Well, let's, let's just kind of go through and, and work our way around a little bit of, uh, you know, what would I need to do to prep, uh, kind of prep would be involved with music into virtual or Serato or Box. you know, just pick one and let's go with it.
0: Right. so you're saying that you have a, you're a library of songs. Correct? I have a
2: library of songs that I just stole from the DJ down the road. When he wasn't looking, oh, I highlight or, you know, click, you drag. You bought
0: a... Yeah, you bought a legal hard drive uh, online. Yeah, exactly,
2: off uh, eBay, and it cost me two hundred dollars. And now I have forty thousand songs because that's the going rate.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, it, all of them are kind of the same, except for again, Record Box, Serato scans it, Virtual scans it, Record Box you have to uh, import them. So it's it's almost the same thing. But it's not. Mm -hmm. So, like, I can throw in a hard drive into a machine that's running virtual, and it can see those songs, but because they've not been scanned, it's not going to have information like BPM, key, anything like that. You scan it to get that information. You can still play it. Um, Same with uh, uh, Serato. Uh, It will see them, but it won't get any of the tag data. It will not um, quantize them. Am I saying quant? You know what I mean. Um... Quantize them, not quantize them. There's no D in there. Um, there's not Quantize them. Uh, unless you scan it. And that's kind of like the little difference with them, that you could technically throw a hard drive in that you bought and DJ from it. Um, I'm not sure if Serato will do it. Like, for virtual, I can drag a song on there, and as soon as I drag it to the deck, it goes through that process automatically.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: not going to be in there before, but it goes through automatically. I'm not sure if Serato does that with the drag and drop, if it does the it auto skin, so. It does? Okay. I would think so yeah. yeah. Most of the time, it's that. So if you're just starting from a blank canvas like that, uh, things like genres are dependent on whoever put them in that song. So someone could look at Prince and go, "Oh, that's a that's a soul artist," or "No, no, Prince is disco." And now, in in that folder of whatever you're d- doing, you're going to see a Prince song as disco. Um, so. Whatever, you are subject to whatever was there in the tags you yourself still need in my opinion need to go in and go no this is R&B. this is pop this is whatever and then either change the tag or put it in a a playlist a folder a crate Marked for that, so you can find it better.
2: So after and that,
0: kind of gets you started on that.
2: So once once you've done some of that work, say you started working in one software, does that kind of move to the other software with it, or is it really something? Nowadays it
0: does. Back then they did not they did not play nice. Mm-hmm. But they play nice now with cue points and everything. Right? Mm. Play like play like your your crates and your playlists will transfer over. Um, in, in virtual it will see all of those uh, crates. Uh, and we'll mark them Serato crates so that you know that that was you put them together in Serato you know so if you're like oh, I'm using this at a wedding you know I know in my Serato crate it was this and then you can find it that way in fact one of the new things virtual did was giving you a chance to search just the crates so now you can say I know it was a crate from wedding in December and you can there's a search now that you can search separate from songs for specific crates so if you hmm. I know it's a wedding it says wedding September and it'll only then show you Wedding September, and that, that'll shorten that out a little bit. But uh, aside from someone physically doing that, so if you got that uh, hard drive and did nothing with it, you are subject to whatever the other person did. Mm-hmm. Same same. even with, with record box. Um, most record box guys don't folder them. They crate them. So that means the main folder of music, everything's in one spot. So instead of an actual folder hierarchy like we know in Windows a lot of guys don't use, they put them all in there and then they crate them so it's a little bit different um, personal choice when it comes mm-hmm. to that but you you could, if you had to plug that in and make mu- uh, make a living first night, just by a few new songs and we're able to type in song names and stuff did that answer it? yeah,
2: yeah we're doing well so let's talk a little bit about uh, the scanning, you mentioned it of course that there's different scanning uh, I've heard people talk about that they try they set it up and they've done some scanning and it's taken you know time quite a bit of time um, some people have talked about it taking uh, the whole week is that very common or is that just a virtual thing that I'm hearing you
0: no know, depending on what you have they all scan about the same speed your scanning speed is also going to determine about how many um, uh, what's that called um, cores of your processor hmm. so if you have uh, uh, six cores there's a good chance you're gonna be able to do five songs at a time because your machine is gonna be running one core that's running the software so it might one or two cores running that and then the remainder can scan so you will see as you scan them four at a time if you have a six core because it's using the other two to run it um, and it will go through that way so that's gonna be speeding it up how much RAM you have and how much pro, pro, how, how much power is in those cores and strings to the speed that it's gonna scan them sure um, but it does take time. I mean, it, there's no there's no doubt about it. You have to kind of commit to it. Um, there, at least with virtual, I, again, I don't know, Serato Dan. You can help me with this. That there are levels that you can scan in virtual to where you can just do a single scan, and the single scan will just do the waveform, uh, key and BPM, and then another one will scan you you because it does multiple scans at a time. The second scan is um, uh, downbeat markers, and the third scan is a minor, not a full again you can set that temporary or full for the stems so if you do all three scans in virtual that takes some time Mm -hmm. but you could just do a simple scan where it doesn't scan anything but just check for the bpm and it'll look at the key as it scans through and and like that Dan, is that kind of like serato does kind of like that can you adjust what you scan or does it just scan it
1: I've never attempted to adjust even within virtual, so I'm going to assume oh. I, I'm going to plead the fifth. I don't no idea.
0: Here. Anybody in the chat want to throw that in? Let us know on that. Again, uh, it's a little different for Record Box, and I and I know there's other ones out there. There's Tractor, there's Algorithm. Um, I've not mu- spent much time with Algorithm scanning tracks. so I don't know how it works. Um, it is pretty automated, so it reads through it pretty nicely from what little bit that I've done. Mm-hmm. But I've not done a whole library that way. So. There's still time that you have to involve in it, no matter what you're doing, because it's a computer. And especially if you have an older computer with maybe just like four cores or a two core processor, man, that's going to take you a long time.
1: Even yeah, like- and that's that's one of the things. It, no matter what you have, it, it takes time just because the sheer number of songs. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of get surprised by. They're like, oh, I, I need to scan. You know, I need to scan my, scan my hard drive. One of the things that you want to get in a habit of after that initial time, you don't need to go back and rescan everything. I, I've seen people I've you know, heard of people, I should say, who would do that, who, who would drop stuff into a folder or into a crate and then decide that they're going to uh, going to rescan and, and they decide to take that whole crate and they've already maybe done, you know, a thousand songs that are in that crate and they really only needed to do an ex- the extra five pretend that they may have loaded, But then, then then they're stuck in a limbo. And if you don't know how to get out of it, it, it takes you a while.
0: Um, I, I probably should also say there are other stuff to it. like Especially with virtual, they do a thing called uh, Recurse. And Recurse doesn't scan the track. It looks at the, the, the tags and stuff of it. So you're recursing, you're grabbing names and tags. So that when you do a search, it's for that. So you're not actually scanning the track for waveforms, tone, beat, nothing. So the Recurse is separate from all of that. Um, there was one more thing I was, Dan, Dan mentioned there about double scanning. Oh, You can also set your scans to scan only new stuff, and you can do a scan in virtual for just tags. Refresh the tags. Because what it does is if I throw a song in there with tags, um, it will read those tags. It will never look at those tags again even if I go in and change them, unless I scan the tags. And scanning tag doesn't take long at all. But if I go in and change the tag, the thing is still going to read it from the original tag the first time it scanned it, because that's all it does. Hmm. So there are a lot of levels to stuff, depending on what you do. Like I said, if you want to, if you just got a hard drive and you want to jump into it, you can skag, t- uh, 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 skag tans.
2: Yeah, sure, <laughs> skag tans. Just...
0: Scan tags... Uh, recurse and get away with it like that. And then when you load the song, then it'll read all that other stuff. So if you think you can get away with it like that, you can. Um, with Especially with virtual's Play Count and Serato's Play Count, uh, after a couple nights of DJing, you can just go in and redo all the stuff that you've already done to make it like you want it. You know, look at Play Counts. But... There's there's involved in it, and in, in in most of them, like I said, if you switch from like because we're talking about switching softwares, most of them read. I again, I have no experience on Tractor and Algorithm to see how they read other stuff, but from what I'm read, from what I read about them, they do read it well. But again, it's not something that I could say it's happened.
2: So Dan, when you you were utilizing both uh, Form uh, Virtual and Serato at a, at a period of time. How was what kind of differences were you seeing when it came to, to using the two? Were they very similar, or was there nuances between the two that kept you using one over the other for a different application?
1: So at the time, this is probably Virtual DJ 7 and 8. I I think was probably the biggest the biggest ones. And and eight was where they kind of eight was the new build, right? That was where they rebuilt. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it was probably more seven. Um what kept me going back and forth was um, at the time, I, I, I was doing maybe some light mixing at weddings, but I, other than, you know, mainly fades, I wasn't really doing a whole lot of BPM type of stuff uh, within it. So I found that I was able to mix better, at least in my mind, with Serato because of the different color waveforms, the way that they were showing up within the system. So, so and, and this was probably maybe just me being, you know, um, inexperienced with virtual or not taking the time to really dig into it the way that I should but Serato would have the had the waveforms that were going and you could, you could set where you wanted like if you could set it did you want them horizontal or did you want them vertical um, and so I always had mine running vertical and it was right there in the middle and I could visually mix everything without even necessarily headphones and I was but I was, it was, I was able to match a lot better I was able to see which one was off which one was going faster which one was going slower with virtual they were almost om- they weren't like this, they were more on top of each other, like faded, you know, one would be faded, one would be out. And so it was harder for me to see visually which one was off and which one was on. And, and you know, and and sometimes I w- I could tell, and I wasn't in a split queue. So I was trying to figure out, okay, what, which one's off and, and I just didn't like that feeling of not being able to instantly grab it. Oh, it's this track and just, let me just, let me just nudge it back or let me nudge it forward. Just like, I didn't like that feeling. And so I just didn't feel real confident in, in what I was doing mixing. So when I was in a, what I would consider a more mix heavy environment, I was using Serato. And when I was in, I just need to play and I need to make sure I have something that's consistent. I was using virtual. And like I said, with the, with the auto mix and that remote option, that's what kept me using virtual at weddings. Sure. The overlay,
0: As, the overlay would have had to been six.
1: I think it was seven too. Seven. I don't think I was both. using it in six.
0: I, I can show you pictures of seven that have both because that's what I started with. Before. Was that a,
1: was that an option to select a different like Flip
0: was upper bound or up and down or both? You could have this and this running at the same time. Because hmm. I remember having both of them running because they called the the one that goes up and down they call that a scratch wave and the other yeah. one is is a visual wave and I remember a friend coming up and going that's really busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I can shut one off if you want, you know, because yeah. you can pick one or the other, but that was seven.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I didn't remember using it at six, though, but I guess I guess I probably did. Um, or you just didn't know it could change
0: on seven. That's what everybody gets into it and go, oh, I didn't know you could do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, yeah, that very well might have been the case. But also the the difference at the time, the difference also in the color wave films. Like, I, I will say that was one thing. I've not messed with with virtuals, you know, the ability to change colors, colors on it, because I know you can do that now. But at the time, that was one of the things that was really strong with Serato, like the snares were like a bright white and and you you could really see the, the pops of the sounds t- so that when you're mixing, if you weren't hearing it exactly, you could still see it just as plain as day to the point that if you weren't using headphones, you probably could still pull it off um, seamlessly. Uh, and I'm sure there are I know there are some that do. Um, and, and I just didn't feel that way with virtual at the time. Now I, and now I've gotten to the point where the the new setups, I, I run them on top of each other. I don't run them vertically. Um, you know, I, I don't use the colors where I did before. It's just one of those things where I think as I got used to it and started doing more weddings and less of the other stuff, I just started playing and, and now I just don't go back.
2: And that is the rest of the story. There we go. How did you manage your music library, Dan, during that time when you were kind of flipping back and forth between the two? Did you did you have to and and tagging twice, or how, what did you find yourself doing?
1: So I don't tag beyond what is the default tag. Okay, I don't I don't mess with that at all in MGs. Like I hate you. Um, you do what you want yeah, to but i'm no, going the
0: songs faster that's all please don't tag them because i know i'm gonna get the job then because i'll find Well,
1: it. but you search for things way differently than what i do and and you have you have a different your mentality that we, we've talked long I, and hard I about sort of how you tag
0: names is different but you could make it whatever you want to search the way you want so if you wanted to strangely name something you could hmm. That's the only advantage. You can do what you want. I choose to do stuff weird. Like I'll tell everybody right now what I do, and there's people who are going to be mad at me. To me, hip hop died the first day that Little Wayne picked up a mic. So there is no hip hop in my computer after Little Wayne. It's all urban pop, urban dance, urban this. Before that, it's hip hop.
1: Okay. So to to the question, what I would what I did was I was doing a lot of. Um, it, it was within serato i had a lot i just had all my crates and and i would you know i had um i had dj intros i had what crates or
0: folders just to clarify were they were they actually, is crates so you did you they weren't folded in the hierarchy system they were is crates no no i'm i'm making sure yeah so that they yes. know that
1: yeah yes yeah the, to my understanding there's no folder system within serato
0: correct yeah okay. you can kind of um, look at it but i don't think it's searchable if i'm correct right I, I think you can click on it and it brings it up in in there, but it's non searchable. It's it's the it's above the thing. Like you kick click to the left of the search thing, because you can do the left of the search thing of um like title and all that, but you can do the hard drive and you'll see the hierarchy, but that's not searchable.
1: Anyway, so <laughs> I, I would have these crates and and I would just buy by and I did it by genre. What what I would do is and this was kind of almost ridiculous that I had it. there was like, but within my hard drive, I had that same type of hierarchy within my folders. So I would just drag the folder and drop it into the crate. And then when I added new music, I would just drag and drop it into the crate and it would only add the new stuff. Um, and then I was able to scan it by looking at everything. Um, within weddings, it was very much the same way, but I wasn't utilizing the Serato crates. I was using the virtual dj folders um within that and and was mainly dealing with those folders and then uh i think mj showed me how i could actually use the four already created i didn't have to create any more virtual folders and that now i'm going back to using some virtual folders again so it's just like yeah whatever (laughs) but but that was that was how i I would there was a lot of redundancy there was a lot of double setting things up because i didn't like um I didn't really like utilizing my Serato crates, even though there was a lot of similarities. And I think part of it was also because within the bar scene stuff, I would have some explicit versions. And in my weddings, I didn't want that to show up at all. So I was very careful when I was creating to make sure that certain stuff was never in the drive at all. Or I shouldn't say never in the drive, never in the software search.
2: Let's talk. Um, we have to wrap the show up a little bit earlier tonight, guys, because uh, we got to switch to Howie. He's going to be coming in at nine tonight. Um, but let's let's jump to controllers and talking about uh, how some controllers are more, or or I should say, some software is more conducive to a, a larger variety of controllers than others.
0: And I didn't wear my virtual shirt tonight. <laughs>
2: I um, was reading again. Reading an article that uh, talked about this a little bit, and they talked about RecordBox. So let's actually start with Recordbox. Um I, I, I'm not even sure. Can RecordBox work with anything beyond a Pioneer? Yes. Okay. So they do have it, so you can MIDI map within.
0: As far as I know, I've not tried it. I, yeah, it will because it, I've, I've used it with my seven thousand. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure. Wait, did I? I don't. I thought it was. I thought it was exclusive. I thought that was one of the. I looked that up. <laughs> you look it up, but yeah, I yeah. I thought I, for some reason I was thinking that Record Box and them were exclusive that you did not have the ability to, um, to play it on another on another platform, and and kind of like the the pushing point was like you know hey if you want to use our software, you got to use our controller.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep talking. Okay, Uh, according to this, and this was 2020, uh, because I just typed in Newmark, because I I put in uh, uh, Denon first, but because Denon has engine, it can work with engine, which I knew that. So if you have a a, a standalone running engine, record box crates and whatnot get transferred into engine on a Denon. But I just typed in record box uh, work with Newmark, and this was a post as of 2020. Um, my controller will not work with Recordbox, and says so Recordbox is not working with Newmark controller. Okay. Um, there's other things here about working uh, non. So, someone in the chat, if you know for sure, let us know. Um, the Newmark mixer won't, won't work natively with Recordbox DVS. You could add the Recordbox interface, which will allow you to use DVS. So, there's workarounds, I think.
1: You said you would have to have some other piece yeah. of equipment, very similar to, like, so back. Back when I first started within it, um, that was back when you had like the SL1s and that for Serato. I wanted to be able to use it with, I I wanted to be able to use my box with my MK1, my MC6000, like the first generation. And at that time, it was a virtual only controller. Um, And Serato would not work with it. Mm -hmm. But I was able to... Put an SL1 box in the middle between the controller and the and the computer, and then it would work. It, oh, it was a pain to try and set this up, but it <laughs> but it was it would but it was what it was what I had to do. Like because I didn't want to use virtual, I wanted to use Serato at that time, and, and so I I had to like jump through these hoops to be able to to get it to work. And and you know, fortunately, I was. Um, and so. And, and so I found it very funny that when then when they went to the MK2, and I'm sure it was all some money deal that, that caused this to happen, but when they went to the MK2, then that was when Serato became the natural one for, for the controller. Now, again, if you have, and MJ's probably going to talk about this, I'm going to steal his thunder, that if you have virtual, they might not come out as soon as the controller comes out, but it is a very short time between when that controller comes out when virtual will be able to play on it. Like I will say, I will say that is one thing, you know, if you're thinking about when you're talking about switching softwares, you know, what controller do you have? What controller do you want to have in the future? If it's a Serato or it's a record box or potentially an engine, you might be having to switch softwares because the controller doesn't use it. Kudos to virtual for for their team of constantly finding something to to, to plug in and, and go, you want that controller to work with us? Give us give us two weeks. get give, give, give us, you know, give us a month tops. We'll make it work. And and usually usually it's like a week. <laughs> it comes out on a Tuesday. Next week we got it for you.
0: I remember when the N V came out and it had the screens. It was one of the first ones with screen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it'll never work with virtual. It only works with SRAD. It's The only way you get the screens work. Two weeks later somebody had it going working the screens working with virtual. Um virtual works with uh, here, I'm going to say this because, you know, I always push virtual. Virtual works with almost uh, three times as much as Serato does. But keep in mind, Serato is coming from a deficit because all they allowed for a long time was the SL boxes. So while all, while, while virtual and a couple of other ones were working with controllers back then, Serato was only doing the SL box. And when they opened up, then they had some catch up to do. So sure. there are some older ones that don't work because they just said, well, this is too old. I'm not even going to bother making Serato work with it but right now most work with Serato, Serato does work different than than a normal typical MIDI controller that's why you look at the DDJ-1000 and DDJ-1000SRT that Virtual will work with both Recordbox only works with one, Serato only works with the other Um, that's the way the software is that they they are working these things to try to get you in their um, uh, ecosystem but Virtual is like listen uh, let's play nice you know we're all just doing the same thing we're all press and play um, but you can work virtual on pretty much everything like like I don't know anything that doesn't work with virtual if not somebody else has made it work with virtual but you do have a a pliable list that if you switch brands like let's say you're a pioneer person and you're using record box and you go I want one of those Denon standalones you're screwed mm-hmm. Uh, not totally there you're, you can work around things but you are limited on certain things especially with any piece of hardware that has an internal sound card so it all depends on how some of that works and also you are limited by mac to windows also so if you're running like uh... record box on uh, a Mac or, or Serato on a mac that limits you to the things that you can run that on as opposed to those two things on a windows i just read a whole article about that um that some of them are now going wait Windows 11 now works with some of these softwares where it was like it virtual always worked with with the, the new one, the old one there's no reason why there's a hiccup because it's just windows that they had to change things for it so if you are not committed to a piece of hardware you might have to yeah hmm that's something to think about and most people don't that's one of the things you gotta realize most people like dance switching like that mid-career He's not the the, the average person, because most people uh, ride for life on whatever they do. you know. <laughs> or, or, or I believe, honestly, in my opinion, there's a lot of people out there that will use like Serato for certain things and then maybe Algorithm for some other things that they mm-hmm. like the way the mixing works. So you get a little bit of that. Um, but I say try them, because they all give you free s- versions of them that you can try you never know what you might like
1: and i think that was also one of the problems that that created or serato kind of created for themselves with it for maybe lack of better terms was back in the day when you when you had the sl boxes their software was free and and you just had to pay for the box and but if you didn't have the box plugged in it became very difficult to play with like there wasn't there wasn't a trial standalone you know where you could just like play it on your computer like a, a try just a trial version like you you it would not work um I take it back it, it would work like an iTunes where it would play one song and then you had and, and it was just one deck and then you had to bring another one up and and run it like that you couldn't just go through it um it, and so I think that was also some of the some of the things that kind of worked to their advantage when they went to the Serato DJ as opposed to the old scratch live uh, software was then it then opened them up and to focus on, okay, you can buy our software and run it on a multitude of different controllers and open it, opened up a bigger platform, a bigger area for them. Um, but it just doesn't seem like they push it in that sense anymore. It's more like, okay, we're going to be on the controller. We're going you know, we're the ones that comes with that tr- controller.
0: Yeah, can Either I throw one. something in there exactly? Kind of what Dan saying, real quick, to emphasize that uh, you talked about uh, uh, them paying to have Serato on the thing. You know, when it came around to that one, just because someone says it's a Serato controller does not mean that's the only thing it will work with. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. If you're buying something, if it's a Serato controller, it says Serato on the box, so I have to use Serato? No, you do not. Keep mm-hmm. that in mind. That that Serato paid to have themselves on there, or record box is because it's Pioneer. You're right. Um, so keep that in mind when you're buying something that, that doesn't necessarily limit you to one or the other. So in the same way that we talk about switching software and hardware, when you're purchasing from the beginning, it, don't think that you're limited going, I want to use Serato, so I have to buy a Serato controller. No. So, just thought I'd throw that in there.
2: Um, I, want to, I want to kind of talk a little bit about, uh, Shaney mentioned this, that um, that there are, some uh, some controllers that you can purchase that are a Serato controller that you get a version of Serato that only works with that specific controller. It is licensed to that controller. MJ, I don't have a lot of experience with that. Can you describe that a little bit more? And uh, and then we can kind of talk about when that becomes a problem.
0: I got two perfect examples for it that, that we've all faced right here and the one I told you about last night. One was... Uh, The MC7000 that Dan and I purchased, Okay, it came with Serato, but it was only licensed to that piece of hardware. So if I wanted to plug it into any other piece of hardware, I would have to pay for the full software. So they limit you and they get you with the extra add-on. Serato always does that. When you buy virtual, you get it for life. You don't have to pay for any upgrades, nothing. Serato does the add-ons. And I found out the other night, because I've never used Serato with DVS, I've always used virtual with DVS... And I plugged in to the uh, rain one because I'm considering buying it. Virtual's great. I'm like, I'm gonna throw a Serato on there because it's on the same computer. Came up, you need DVS to run this. So I have to pay extra. And I was even reading on forums today that it will it will when you buy that one, they give you Serato, but you literally have to pay ten dollars extra for the DVS on the software that you got with that controller to work on that controller. So
1: there's little things like that that do add-ons, but, um, Wait a minute. I thought our 7,000 came with the full DJ, full Serato. That was actually with- one of the, that was one of the things that was like a surprise. It was like, Oh, like you bought the 7,000 and we got the full suite.
0: No, cause you, I had to buy extra to go past that. I didn't. You may have had it and didn't know you had it maybe.
1: No, like I didn't. Because I have thought one. I had
0: DVS until I plugged that in and I looked down <laughs> well, the I, list. Let me phrase down. it. I don't
1: know about the DBS. I don't know about that because I yeah. never utilized that oh, part. I of it. But I like, had but there was a lot of the extra plugins that were just they were they were included with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know that one. For me, at least wasn't because I was like, you've got to be kidding. Me. <laughs> but then you pay you paid less than the full price for the the extra piece. I mean, as opposed to paying you know like a couple hundred, you may only paid thirty for that you know open license. You know. But again, these are things that I, I kind of wish they would spell out more because it really does get people they it's all part of marketing. You understand? Mm-hmm. That they're not out for your best interest. They're not out for making the industry better. They're out for making dollars. So just like Apple wants to keep you within their ecosystem to spend money only on them, these companies want to do the same thing. We are seeing both of those companies, and I think Recordbox 2 is now having a subscription service. We know darn well that they are going to push that to all subscription services in the future. So you won't you won't ever buy it. like I paid 10 years ago for a Virtual. And they haven't gotten another dollar. I would not be surprised in the future that they grandfather that and anything after a certain date purchased is subscription only. And that's the same for Serato, same for Record Box, same for all of them. I think it's going to go that way. Dan, all oh Dan disappeared for a second. He left so us. Now I can talk about him. Um but so- yeah, so it it kind of It's odd that they do that, but it's partially to get the money. They'll give it to you free, but you kind of have to upgrade a little bit. Um, Someone there talks about, uh, important for DJs to understand the ecosystem, software, and hardware compatibility. Um, Again, it all kind of depends on what you're using there. Um, That's one of the reasons why I like virtual, and I still say to this day that they should change the name to Versatile DJ, because I've never found a limit to where, darn, I can't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny that I plugged into that uh, Rain One and just went to town, and then like I want to see what it's like on Serato, and went, "Well, I can't even do that. Big <laughs> giant cannot use unless." Sorry. So, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted yeah,
2: you. Yeah, and the uh, and one of the things Shaney was also mentioning is that uh, there's DJs who have their home controller that came with a full license of Serato. They perform on that at home and practice, and then they go to the club, and now they're plugging into a different Pioneer controller. And it won't work with that because their their full version is licensed to that controller. And they get there and they find out that that's a problem. So uh, again, um, understanding that uh, as as Joel said, the 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 ecosystem between software and hardware. You're gonna have if you're looking at switching or thinking about it, it's just not a click and I'm gonna go here this week and
0: little research. I mean, like you you if you say I'm interested in this controller. Um, do a little research and see if they give you a full one, if that's the direction you want to go. Because if, if it does, you're saving yourself a little bit of money that way. So, But just do a little research. You, know, you can find out pretty quickly. I would love to go back now and find out. Because I swear, Dan, I wanted to use it on the 6,000, the Serato on the 6,000, and couldn't. It only worked on the 7,000. I swear.
2: Oh, for the longest time, the 6,000, was it the, the, the first version?
0: M- MK2. One yeah, of them didn't nice do it at all.
2: Yeah. One of them was very difficult to uh, use with anything, but what it came or what it was shipping right. with. Yeah. Cause it wouldn't even work with mega at the time. So, I oh, mean, that right. was like catastrophic. It's like, why would you even have software that doesn't work with one of the best programs for playing music ever?
1: <sighs> okay. So uh, now that's Winamp. Yeah, really yeah, somebody started of... off
2: with Winamp at the top of the show. They brought someone
0: that. did, did dump that in there. Yeah. yeah they had that <laughs> in there. Um, <laughs>
2: So what's gonna happen in about fifteen? That, that's minutes? a whole other
0: thing that we we need to do another show about the different types of DJing. That that to where if you don't do all this fancy stuff that like I do, it's okay to have something different.
2: Oh yeah, and there's many a people just saw a, a picture yeah. of a guy who uh, was DJing, and he's using a Winamp type system, and he's yeah. performing weddings, and people love what he does, and they enjoy it. It works for him, yeah. so it, it the, uh,
1: the one. The one thing, though, I I would caution if any of you are doing this, which I saw one time um, actually wasn't that long ago, which was, I think, even more scary. Um, They had two computers hooked up. And they were playing basically off of iTunes, going from computer to computer (laughs) back and forth. And my thought was for what you spent to have those two computers, you could have bought the main one the software to do a back and forth on that computer and maybe just have a small backup one rather than two of whatever you had. But I was just, I, it was, I mean, we're talking, it was two years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a friend who lives in this area, uh, DJs multiple weddings a week. I mean, professional, full time, gets paid a lot, no controller, two laptops, a mixer in the center, has a main one and a second one. Main one is running this stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, the other one, and that's, he makes his living, and one day he was asking me, like, maybe I could learn some mixing and stuff like that, and then he called me back, he goes, you know, I don't need to, I get paid doing this, I don't need to learn anything else.
2: Yeah. It and that works. was it,
0: so I'm like, okay, cool.
2: It works, works for him. Excellent. Um. So in about uh, 13 minutes, Howie and the crew are in, in the Boston area tonight. Uh, they're going to be coming to you live from um, the something of sound. Oh goodness gracious. I'm just harvest of sound harvest. Thank you. Harvest. It started with an H harvest of sound. They had a speaker kind of shootout or demonstration today. They had a wall of speakers set up and Ben Stubb was there and they were kind of bouncing back and forth, hearing the different things. Uh, we were hoping to be able to bring that to you on the channel, but it didn't work out. So that, uh, that video is not what it should have or could have been. So um, it's only about a five minute little interview of talking to some people after it was over. Uh, it's just unfortunate, uh, that sometimes when you're doing live stuff, it doesn't work as the plan uh, plan was laid out. But Howie is all set up, and he and actually Jay Brannon is in town. So Jay and Howie will be live, and that'll be happening out at djntv.com slash chill. And we'll be broadcasting that to all the channels uh, also. So this one's actually going to be live, not recorded tonight. It'll be on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, and Then uh, l- then after that, uh, the chill room will be open, djntv.com slash chill, where you can go there and, uh, and hang out and talk after 10 o'clock Eastern. Well, whenever Howie's group is done, uh, we'll we'll have that all, all going. Tomorrow night uh, we'll be dropping a couple of shows, and then Brian and Jay, I believe, will be going on uh, tomorrow night at ten o'clock. It's basketball season here for me, so I'm pretty much <laughs> I'm pretty much done on Tuesday nights. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. But the next um, virtual expo is is uh, ready to go for next Monday night uh, on the thirteenth. Uh, you can go out to djntv.com slash virtual expo and you'll see uh, who's going to be speaking. Scott Favor, Bill Herman, uh, Jason Janai, and uh, bu- 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 uh, Jordan Jordan Marshall. They're going to be talking about creating the perfect event or building the perfect event, however we had it uh, billed as. But go check that out. Uh, you'll be able to find that uh, for next Monday night uh, as we do our monthly training show. MJ, are you on this week or what are you?
0: The 15th.
2: Okay, so next week.
0: 15th and it's a virtual DJ night and that will
2: be almost taking us right up to the the Christmas break right almost there so so guys we need to wrap up because I've got to go into the house to get Howie uh, ready to stream so Dan why don't you take us home
1: all right well thank you very much for joining us tonight hopefully you guys found some answers and and probably about 8,000 more questions but either way we got you thinking so have yourself a wonderful night we'll see you next time bye